Welcome to the SBS Tour de France podcast. It's sponsored by Zwift, which gives you a new way to compete without traffic or punches getting in your way. Zwift is an online community of cyclists around the world coming together to train and race virtually. Climb mountains, climb the leaderboards, or go for KOMs or QOMs. Loads of riders in the pro peloton use Zwift to train their way to the top, and you can too. Visit Zwift.com to get in on the action. Uh, welcome to the Zwift uh, SBS Cycling Central podcast at the Tour de France 2018. Uh, before we start, let me remind you that you can download, stream or subscribe to our podcast on our website sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. And who else than David Mackenzie Maca joining me in this podcast? We have you every day on this podcast now. Uh, it's stock standard. I, I, I would have thought you might have, you know, moved on, got sick of me after about you know, I don't know, 10 minutes, but anyway, I'm still here, so not complaining. It looks like you're back by popular demand. What do you make of the stage today? On paper, it looked a bit boring, but there's been this crash again. Uh, so there's a lot happening on stages that are flat. What do you make of this? It's interesting, isn't it? My cameraman said to me just before, he said, crashes every day. This is not normal. And I said, it is normal. It, you know, and if, it, I guarantee you, for everyone listening, if you go back and look at YouTube clips of uh, previous Tour de France stage wins in the first week, there's a lot of crashes. Today, I didn't. we didn't think there would be one happening because of the long straight stretch to the line, four kilometres, you know, dead straight running. However, the headwind, generally, that's what causes them sometimes. And you might say, why is that? A tailwind? The peloton has strung out a lot more. So you don't have that big bunch up. In a headwind, you have the bunch compressing and all teams getting told through their race radio, move to the front now. And it's a lot easier to move to the front in a headwind rather than a tailwind. So that's pretty much how it happened. Um, and it is normal. We don't like to see it, but it does happen. So it's unfortunate today, and let's hope all riders that did crash are okay. But, you know, it's a, it's a battle, isn't it? It is, a, it is a real marathon, as riders are starting to call it. The Tour de France is a real marathon, and not just the race, the, the off-the-bike stuff. It's just a big circus. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, we have a, a, a winner that we've already had on the first stage, Colombian Gavrila. He's super, isn't he? And uh, look, I said to him when I interviewed him, you the battle is really lining up now between himself and Sagan for the green. He's got two wins. Sagan's got one. Sagan, you know, he's uh, he's desperate to try and to get some more stage wins. And I'll tell you who else was probably devastated is maybe a bit of an overreaction, but he was certainly disappointed. Andre Greipel, his contract is done at the end of the year with Lotto Sudel. The talk is... He wanted a two or three year deal. They said, no, mate, you're getting a bit old, time to move on. We'll give you a one year deal and we're going to lessen your contract. He said, I'll go out and test the market. If he doesn't get a win here, he might have to take what he can get. So a win for him might cause another team to sign him and sign him on some pretty big money. If he doesn't get a win, you can arguably say, well, you, maybe you are getting on. You've had your best and we're not going to you know, invest money in a guy who's towards the end of his career. Absolutely, and uh, Sagan, as usual, except that this time he didn't win, but he was close again. He was close, he loves to win, doesn't he, Sagan? And you know what, it was interesting, a few murmurs, and even in our track, people saying, oh, look, gee, he didn't look good yesterday, he was in the yellow, the team's time trial, okay, he got dropped from his team, but he's not a, he's not a super time trialist, he's not a bad one, but he's not a super one, and it was up a hill, you're on your limit, gee, he's allowed to have half a day off. Yeah, and actually I think he did the right thing because he did the gentleman thing saying I am not going to slow down the team. So that's quite interesting for the leader 
playing the team card, saying, I'm not slowing down the team. You guys go. You know what? The time, uh, he will catch up the time somewhere. And he's not targeting that yellow anyway. No, absolutely he's not. And the other thing to remember, he's finished second on a pan flat finish. It's not, he's not a pure sprinter. So where's Marcel Kittle? Where's Mark Cavendish? Where are these other pure sprinters? Um, you know, a few of them were there. But he's, nearly, he's still nearly winning when really he needs the roads, a slight incline in the road, and, and that's when he's got a bigger chance of winning. So he's still, he's still I think, at his peak. OK, let's uh, listen to uh, Michael Matthews because I caught up with him uh, straight after on the line. He was on a cooling down uh, bike. Uh, it's quite interesting what he has to say. Hey, Michael, from the Zwift Cycle Central uh, podcast from SBS, how are you feeling today? Uh, pretty lucky to have all my skin on my body. Uh, I think with just over 5K to go, the guy right in front of me flipped over his handlebars and uh, I almost hit him and then I had to avoid his bike. And yeah, from then on, my race was pretty much over, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I'm happy that uh, I got through safe. I haven't spoken to you uh, since the beginning. How are you feeling going to this tour? Uh, do you get the same feelings as last year or that's way behind you and then you focus on, on just what's happening this year? Yeah, you always have the memories from last year. The Tour de France is the Tour de France. It's the biggest race of the year. So those memories stay with you for a long time, especially when you have good ones. So yeah, it was a really nice year last year. This year is probably the total opposite. Um, we have a GC goal instead of a green jersey goal this year. And um, so far we've gotten through really well. Um, Tom's gained some time on the first few stages on the on the guys and got through again safe today so I think it's all going well and one last question for the Zwift fanatics are you Zwifting while you are at the Tour de France are they likely to to see you online at some point or not really this year yeah normally on the rest days I always go on um, it's nice to just have a good sweat on the rest days and yeah it's always worked out for me after the rest day I'm normally really good after I go on Swift so I think uh, for sure I'll do it again this year thank you Michael good luck for the rest of the race thank you There was a bling, of course, Michael Matthews. Interesting comments about last year and this year. Is he going to struggle to repeat this this year? He will struggle to repeat it, and only because last year's performance was incredible, exceptional. You know, two, two stage wins, green jersey. He was just on a massive wave, wasn't he? A, a, a high wave, and he was right on the crest of it. So it's always hard to repeat that. But I think he'll get some satisfaction out of this year with Tom Dumoulin. Hopefully for him and the team, they do. Tom Dumoulin rides all the way, you know, pointy end of the general classement to, to Paris, and I think he will. Um, but Michael's going to get some chances. And you know what? And I know we'll preview it later but he, he's going to get a chance on the next stage because and I'm not talking about Murder Bretagne I'm talking about the very next stage because there is a slight incline to the finish that isn't really talked about because we're focusing on Murder Bretagne and, and the Parvay Day but Michael's couple of, of his chances are coming up Very interesting. And then today, uh, Yellow stays on the, the shoulders of, of BMC, of uh, Van Avermaet. Yeah, all good for him and Richie Port and all the BMC team. They made it. They all made it through that front split. Another one, though, just a short one, Rigoberto Uran. He came off. He basically ran into a bunch of wheels in front of him that came down. The whole team were exceptional. They got him back up and got him back on into that front group in that last few kilometres. So they did a really good job, uh, EF Education Drapak. They do good, actually, EF Education Drapak so far. We haven't seen them at the point yet. But remember last year, like you mentioned, it, Uran was on the second step of that podium. Radar, he's under it. He's under the radar. Absolutely. Hey, Maka, look, look, look who's around here again. We kept getting celebrities, major people here in this podcast. Oh, my goodness. We get ourselves into the VIP and look who rolls on in. The Prez. 
David Lapartian of the UCI, wow. Yeah, David Lapartian, thanks for your time, hi. Bonjour, ça va? La forme? Bonjour, ça va bien? Ouais? You're a very busy man. <laughs> in, the, in the Cycling Central podcast, we have David Lapartian, president of the UCI. Welcome to the podcast. Say welcome to the Tour de France, but you're also the mayor of this town. Yes, I'm the mayor of this town, so I'm so happy, you know, to welcome this uh, great cycling event to worldwide. Uh, and I'm proud as the mayor, you know, to welcome this uh, this race. I'm in the meantime, I would say the president of the UCI, but also happy today to welcome the race. How much of an effort is it for a, a town like Sarzo to uh, welcome the tour and in terms of the infrastructure, the parking, the everything that needs to be in place for everyone to feel welcome here in the in the town? That's something, you know, you discover when you finally you are a candidate. It's different from the president of UCI just uh, you know taking part in the race uh, we had we need to have 40 hectares of parking just around the uh, the financing area uh, it's really huge to welcome this we have to modify some infrastructure and for a city of 8,000 inhabitants uh, it's it's quite huge uh, but we we have been able to deliver probably the most wonderful finishing line of this to the frost to more than two kilometers so that's that's really wonderful it's a long one yeah do you think obviously open for sprinters Yes, that's really um, finishing for pure sprinter. Sometimes when it's more acrobatic, I would say, you can have some other riders. But here, uh, when you are at 2K to go, you can see the, 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 the 1K to go, and you can see also the, the finishing line. So it's, it's quite difficult. I spoke this morning with Arnaud Demar, and he said the danger with this quite of, of this sort of finishing line is just to start too, uh, too early. The sprint so uh, you have to stay a little bit and wait uh, uh, as long as possible the tour de france is such a big event for france it's big event for australia i believe you know the country australia you've been there you've been to the tour de, uh, tour de under i've been uh, twice this year uh, in in january for the tour de under i was also in gold course for the uh, for the commonwealth games and you know um, I was the, the chief commissaire of the Tour de Nunder uh, uh, 15 or 15 years ago. And I thought uh, really this race growing. Uh, this year I think it was uh, 950,000 spectators in addition. Uh, that's really huge every day. And you can see the passion, all the people arriving during the holidays with the bike, riding their bikes. And I think the Tour de Nunder is probably the, the race in the world where the, you have the proportion of spectators with their bike is the more important. As the president of the UCI, uh, there's a lot of work on the table for you. Uh, can you look back at what you've been doing since the beginning of your, of your term and then maybe just sum up and what are the, the main targets for you as the president? Uh, so, um, when I've been elected, uh, we had some, uh, some strong targets on the table. The first one was to resolve this uh, question about the, uh, the technical, technological fraud. And we, we succeeded because now we have a, a specific X-ray machine. Uh, we can fight uh, against technological fraud. That's also very important. In each stage here we have this. And we have been ready uh, in la last March. Uh, in addition to this, uh, we also took the decision for example, to, to uh, uh, put tramadol and corticoid on the list of, uh, of, the, of the UCI of the, uh, banned substances for, for next year. We are working uh, on building a strong solidarity program for all the nations. We have some nations like Australia, France, Great Britain, but we have among our 190 national federations, some, some, some small national federations, and they need some assistance from the UCI. So we are working on this. We are also working on the reform of professional cycling. And I have to say that it's probably 
the most difficult uh, uh, point that we have to resolve, but we are on the way. And how many times today have you been asked about Christopher Froome and the whole uh, the whole thing that happened since the beginning of the Tour and the Tour de France? That, that must be a question that comes back a lot. Yes, of course, uh, a, a lot. Uh, and maybe today was also about the, the different statements from uh, from Chris from uh, uh, Dave Braceford. Um, so, uh, of course, I, I spent a lot of time on this, but I can understand that uh, uh, people need to understand what was the purpose of the decision and what were the reasons of the of the decision. So I, I try to explain exactly what what happened. Uh, but I think the best now is is to respect everybody, to be quiet. And I don't think it's very fair for Mr. Braceford to to have such stage, so such statements. And we have one last question we ask everybody. But as the president of the UCI, you might struggle to give me an answer. Who's going to win the Tour de France? At the Tour de France uh, this year, uh, I would say Richie Porte. Thank you. Thank you. So here's indoor training before Zwift. You're alone in a dark basement, staring at a wall or watching TV reruns. Indoor training after Zwift. You're climbing epic mountains in Watopia. You're racing through the streets of London or sprinting through an Italian village. The world is virtual, but the watts are real. And so is the competition. With hundreds of group rides and workouts every day, you've always got friends to keep your motivation high and friends to chase. Get seven days free at Zwift.com. Hey, welcome back to the Zwift SBS Cycling Central, coming all the way from the Tour de France. Maka, you're still with me. We just uh, spoke to uh, David Lapartien, uh, quite an interesting man because he's, like we just said in this interview, he's the president of the UCI. He's also the mayor of this town. I don't think that's ever happened. No, he's a true poly, isn't he? And he was, and and as true politicians are, he was very diplomatic. <laughs> I think he was diplomatic about everything. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, oh, look, tough gig. You know, make no mistake, whether you like him or not. And you know, I'll be very honest. The jury's out on, for me, on him as a president of UCI. I don't know. We don't know. I don't think anyone can judge him just yet. He's got a tough gig, and any any president who comes in into cycling at the moment in this current era, in the last five, ten years and beyond, it's a tough job. So he's got he's got the job ahead of him. I think maybe give up being the mayor of uh, Sazu. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that he's uh, ready for that anyway. But uh, let's talk about cycling, the real cycling, the stage coming up uh, tonight on SBS. We are still in Brittany. We're going from Lorient to Quimper, a true Brittany stage because it's flat, but there's also some really nice kicks in between. There are, and it's another long day, 204 kilometres, and it's fairly much goes in a direct line initially, and then they weave their way around in the last 100 or so kilometres, and there's a couple of Cat 4s, three Cat 3s, so it's true Brittany territory, and then it's an uphill sprint to the line. We don't know exactly what it's like, but I'm imagining it could be like stage two, and maybe another day for Peter Sagan, maybe another day or a day for Michael Matthews. So I'm going to back you up on Sagan just because I went to the Bora bus and I tried to talk to the doctor over there and they said to me, not tomorrow, not the next day, because we are thinking there's something, it could be important stages for Peter. So they are unofficially targeting those stages. Oh, they're in shutdown, mate. Did you did you flash the SBS um, mic around and say, do you know who we are? Oh, we want him today. I even say, I actually, I work with Dave McKenzie. And, and what? They've gotten you nowhere. Exactly. This is what I mean. So therefore, they are targeting those stages. Can In our local tip, in the little tip, we, tipping competition we do. Which I am winning, by the way. 
which I, I don't <laughs> no idea where I am, but I hope I can pick up Sagan. The first person to pick up Sagan would, I think, win that tipping competition. Someone like Warren Barguil on those stages is on home country, home territories, a little bit of ups and downs, uh, not so much in his life, but in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the route. Can this be something for him or not? No, no, it's not for him. He's he's a mountain climber. They're not mountains. Uh, I'm, you know, sure it's his region, and he'll be proud to ride in his region. But um, no, it's not a day for him. It's it'll be a day for your strong riders. Look, maybe even Greg Van Avermaet. Uh, who knows? Uh, he's good on those days. He went into Rodez a few years ago, and he beat Peter Sagan. Remember that? So uh, you know, guys like that. I think the punchier riders, um, they're the ones that'll go for line on us. Anything else we can say about this stage? Because I don't think there is actually much more we can uh, dwell on because I clearly see Peter Sagan winning this one uh, and you make a very good point on uh, Van Avermaet. So I don't think there's much more to be seen in this. I don't think this is going to be a bunch sprint. No, it's the calm before the storm, I think, because we're building towards Mur de Pretan and then, of course, stage nine to Roubaix. And we talked about that. We can't talk about it enough until we get to those two days. And I think we talked about Roubaix every single stage of this week. Oh, it's... Gee, it won't be a disappointment if a, hundred, a, a group of 150 riders ride into the finish. <laughs> Everyone will be saying, you two have no idea what you're talking about because uh, Tomo and I have been talking about it on the live as well. So cheap as I hope, I just hope it smashes to pieces. Absolutely. Uh, look, this is the end for the podcast today. It's been a pleasure again to, uh, to have you in the podcast. And I think we have a nice, nice, nice dinner lined up today because at lunch we had some oysters. Did you enjoy the oysters at lunch? Uh, they were sensational. We've been talking about those a bit too. They were fantastic. Now, looking forward to a nice dinner tonight. See you, see you tomorrow. Thank you, Mike. And then uh, this is the end of the uh, Zwift Cycling Central podcast from the Tour de France 2018. Let me remind you that you can uh, download, stream or subscribe to this podcast on our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. Until tomorrow, it's bye for now. The SBS podcast brings you daily recaps of the Tour de France and Zwift brings you even closer to the pros. Zwift, our sponsor, turned indoor training into a full-on experience. Cyclists around the world log on to train, socialise and race virtually. You'll even see plenty of tour riders hopping on Zwift on their rest days, meaning you could be riding shoulder to shoulder with some of the world's greats, which is awesome. Ride and climb in Zwift without ever leaving your home. It's a great thing to do while you're watching the tour. So start Zwifting with a free seven-day trial at Zwift.com.